Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Great, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Summer's about to start here. We've had a really cool May, and then come Sunday, it's going to be like 92, which I can only imagine what that means for Florida. I think it's supposed to be in the in the high 80s, but we've had this really nice breeze that has been unbelievably cool the last few days. I'd say unbelievably cool. High 70s is cool. It's fantastic. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that is nice. All right, man. Episode 126, add value to stand out from your competition. Add value to stand out from your competition. Talk about what we mean there. Um, I call it the entrepreneur's journey, right? So, so most business owners started out as a response to, to a market demand for some product or some service, right? That, that you, were in, uh, you were cutting lawns because lawns need to be cut. You were installing windows because windows need to be installed. You were putting in lights because you work for a guy who put in lights and that's what you're doing, right? That you were just making a response to what the demand was. And that's great. Uh, but eventually, the market, the, the market gets crowded, right? Eventually, competition comes in, right? There are going to be other people selling windows, other people offering lawn services, other people selling lights, uh, doing HVAC service. So when that happens, how do you stand out from your competition? What, what most business owners do, and you and I talk about this all the time, is they become a commodity and they just compete on price. And when you only give people a uh, price to compete on, that's what they're going to compare you with, right? But this is the whole different strategy, which is uh, added value strategy. How do you add value to your product or service? Then you're making them compare apples to oranges, right? The default is everything you see, 10% off, 20% off, I'm cheaper, I'm less expensive. You're just giving your consumer nothing to compare you with but prices. But when you start to educate and motivate, we've talked about this in the past, and add value, then it's an apples to oranges type comparison. You know, in the, in the movie Wall Street, um, there's a point where um, I'm trying to think. Gordon Gecko is right. talking to Bud Fox, and it's early in the movie. <laughs> and what Gecko says is, unless you have any more family members that uh, run airlines or run big companies, you're of no use to me. And so right. I, I, I liken this to, um, and then he says, you know, you, start giving me, you know, getting me some information. But what he's really saying is um, it happens in business. Unless you have any more friends and family when they all run out, um, what ends up happening is you're stuck in what you were just exactly talking about. Now you're playing price game. And so now, now it's time to add value. This is where you're going to start getting your clients some information. And then information allows them to make better decisions on why your product or service is different. And I like to say different because different is better. Different is better, right? So value added is it's a marketing strategy or it's a customer service or customer relationship strategy uh, that can take you from, uh, uh, it's just adding an additional product or service to your ex existing, whatever you're doing, we're adding something to it, right? So we used to joke that say, hey, look, if you offer a product, a thing, then you should offer a service with it. If you offer a service, then you should offer a product that goes with it. We always tell people to do the opposite of what they're doing as the, as the value added as a starting point per se, because everyone can add value to their business. Um, you just got to know what your customers perceive as valuable, right? Uh, I got a great example of this right now that I'm working with a, a training company right now. So there's a manufacturer that manufactures this equipment, training equipment. They sell it. 
then there's a different, and this is just like, a, 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 I'm trying to think, uh, salesforce.com. Salesforce.com, uh, Salesforce is a product, okay? So Salesforce is a product, it's a consumer uh, CRM, customer relationship management software package that a lot of big companies use. It's supposed to be really good and effective, yet you know, customer relationship management software. There's a whole industry that has developed, which is a consulting firms, there's several of them that teach you how to best use Salesforce for your business, right? So Salesforce actually sees them as an enhancement to their own business, right? I'm selling you the consumer relationship software, the CRM, salesforce.com. And then I've got Dave Mulvaney over here who's gonna consult you on how to use it and adjust it for your business. So there's a whole industry that is just value added to the salesforce.com business, right? And they're good with that because not every uh, CRM has a whole industry built around it, right? Yeah. Let's say you decide to use, used to be an old CRM called ACT, A-C-T. Right? I don't even know if that's around. I certainly don't know if there are any ACT advisors that could teach me how to use ACT in CRM in my business, right? And but I know that there's a CRM called Salesforce and I know that there's a consultant that could teach me how to use it in a, a financial planning business and in a dentist business and an engineering firm. I know there's a consultant that could teach me that. Yeah, so now we're picking up a lot of background noise. Yeah. In, yeah. In there. But here, here's a, here's the, the thing about that. And I think about this, I think of Salesforce and I think of ClickFunnels. Those are two um, companies that have this value at like people, lots of people teach you how to build funnels and uh, using ClickFunnels. Well, and, and the same thing, what you're just talking about with Salesforce. Well, here's, here's a big uh, news flash for Salesforce and ClickFunnels. If your product is so dang hard for your customers to use it, you might want to simplify, but that's that's okay. another that's, that's, a good a, point. that's another story. But but the point is, if this is your product, your service, you're in business, and you're trying to give a value add, if your product is complex, then by all means teach your clients how to use your product. Don't leave it to outside vendors. That that should be the value add that makes you stand alone. Is that you should. Uh, be the be the value add. Now, um, it's a great way to enter a market if you find a product or service that's tough to use. I mean, it's I mean, come on, the entire electrical engineering business or the mechanical engineering business is built around a product or service that someone else sells and installs, and the engineering community then comes in and tells people in the manufacturing world how the heck to use these complex yes. things we just yes. installed in your entire production line. Value yes. add adds it doesn't just add value it makes you valuable to your client and absolutely so, so i was gonna get a couple of things so I've, I've got five different ways that we can talk about in detail but i'm going to name the five right now um so you can feature your expertise number one two offer convenient services three establish complementary partnerships we talk about joint ventures all the time yep. uh, packages and bundles we talk about that all the time about price increases um and offering a customer loyalty program would be number five but so go back to, I was thinking number one, feature your expertise, right? So um, that reminds me of the guy you talked about, the lawnmower guy that somewhere in North Carolina you tripped across where his expertise is he shows you how to videos on how to repair your uh, lawnmower. That's his showing your expertise. But the odds are is that I'm not gonna repair my lawnmower. So if I lived near him, I'd be like, well, that's the guy I'm gonna have to fix my lawnmower. 
he taught me how to do it, but I'm not doing my own lawnmower. I'm going to take it to that guy because he's shown me what an expert he is. Yeah, precisely. And it's, it's that way. No, I, that's another um, value added strategy is anytime. And it's a value added in the marketing side, any uh, marketing side, anytime you can show your customer instead of tell them, you can show them your expertise. That's value add and they see it. Then, then that's value added. So feature your expertise is, is it, is it part of show and tell? It's a great marketing tool. It's a great marketing tool. And and literally, so I tripped across, uh, I think this was yesterday or the night before a kitchen remodel, not kitchen, a bathroom remodeler. And the, and, and, and the pitch was, I'll teach you how to make the best bathroom ever, you know, how to remodel the best ever. And he's got all these little how to videos and he's really cool and skillful. And, but he also offers bathroom remodeling, right? But he's showing you, Hey, look, Dave, if you want to do it yourself, here's, here's exactly how you get, he had these cool ways to make sure that, that, you know, all the the grout lined up and you don't have stains of the grout and how to do this and yada, yada, yada. But then Dave, if you don't want to do that, then, then you can hire me to do it. The the positive to that is two things happen in in that marketing approach. And if you don't mind me stopping there for a moment. So he's showing his expertise, featuring his expertise. But what he's doing is he's, also eliminating a, a part of his audience that wouldn't pay his fees anyway. Those are yes. the people that are looking for the price tag closer to the do-it-yourselfer. And, and so yes. when, they, when they're like, oh, if I hire him, it's going to be expensive. See, he's setting the expectation that you hire me. I know what I'm doing, and, and I'm going to charge you accordingly. But the other person says, that's probably too much. I'm going to try it myself. So those people, oh. there's... Yeah, and there's a third side to that too. What he's actually doing you is actually showing you how complicated it is if you do it right, right? So there are some people that use this material, but I use this material. There are some people that do it this way. That's really going to come back and haunt you in five years. That's why I do it this way. So he's actually educating his, his prospects on how, how to do it wrong and how to do it right. And, and the right way is a little more expensive, but it's the right way. So he's using that as a, yeah, the do-it-yourselfers, they're never going to be his customers anyway. But then he's kind of slyly saying, well, look, maybe the other way the other guy is so cheap is because he's doing it cheap. He's doing it cheap, right? And But if you use premium products and premium way to do it, you know, you could do it this way, which is the cheap way to install the tile, or you can do it this way, which is the right way. I do it the right way, so I got to charge a little more price for that. So you're actually showing your expertise, but actually explaining or your differentiation where they're going to say, well, yeah, I want it done that way. Why, why, why wouldn't I want it done? That, you know, it's a car wax, the cheap car wax or the ceramic car wax. Well, I, if I like my car, I want the ceramic car wax. I don't want the cheap car wax, right? Yes, of course. I mean, so, so you're showing your expertise. Like you said, the do yourselfers never be your client, but you're showing your expertise on how a lot of guys probably do it crappy. And then you're showing them, here's how you do it right. If you guys want to do it right. When I do it right, I got to charge a little extra price because of the products. It takes me a little more time. Yada, yada, yada. So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, convenient services, number two, you know, hairstylist. Okay, your hairstylist, you could offer free coffee, free sodas, free waters, right? You could offer, that doesn't gonna cost you much. You could offer complimentary, you know, little sample bottles, right? Um, something like that, just to make it easy. I use the Lexus uh, example all the time that, that you could be the Lexus of oil changes or the Jiffy Lube. I'm not picking on them. Uh, but when I go to Lexus to take my oil change, they got free Wi-Fi, they got TVs, they got a place for me to work, uh, they got free water, granola bars. Uh, I don't actually don't think they have sodas. It's really just free waters and coffee and granola bars. Yeah, but most of the time they give you a free loaner car. Yeah, a free loaner car too if you want one. Yeah, 
that's a great experience. So I'm willing to pay a little premium price as opposed to going over to you know, the convenient uh, oil change place. And, and, and that's, you know, the convenient <laughs> services are what makes, let me just say this in the kindest way to American car makers, what makes Lexus stand out over the service department of American car manufacturers. Look, both companies make all their money in the service department. Okay, right. all their money's right. made, but yet you go, I like I have a GMC truck, and let me tell you, it's like, you know, it's you just feel like a number when you walk into the service department. That's where they make their number, that's where they make their money. If if you're in the car dealer, you want to differentiate yourself, you want to add value so that from your competition, that's where you do it, where you make your most money. Yeah, we had the service there. guy on. Yeah, we had the service guy on about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, your buddy. Scott Hibbert, yeah. So. yeah, Scott said that's where they make all their money is in the service department. And you're exactly right. Then why not make the service department the, the showcase of the firm, the showcase of the dealership? You should have the nicest waiting room for the service department. You should have the nicest people working in there. And you should have the waters and coffee and granola bars and Wi-Fi to make it easy, convenient. Exactly. Precisely. Freedom by name. All right, number three, establish a complimentary partnership. We've talked about this several times and joint ventures and stuff like that. And so uh, who was it? You were, no, it was, uh, I had lunch, dinner with a, a financial advisor last week. This was just awesome. And uh, this is a great story. And so he's just, I'm just hearing it. And this is, you know, let's call it years ago. And he lived in a, in a smaller town, this financial advisor at the time. Um, and so what he would do would be to go around to all, he, he was in a strip center, financial advisor in a strip center. I'm not gonna tell you the name of the company or whatever, but he's in there. He would go around to all the other business owners in that strip center and put together a little gift basket for his customers, right? So you come in and you're my financial advisory practice, I'm in the strip center and you become a customer of mine. I have this little welcome gift package. Hey Dave, thanks for being a customer. And I put together a gift basket for all the local businesses in my little strip center right? Uh, which is great. They're little coupons, little discounts, little, you know, whatever. Uh, um, and the idea was he's promoting all their businesses next door. So what do you think that does for them? You know, they're going to refer him business as well as he is putting together the package. He could offer the same package. Hey, a hair salon lady next door. Here's what I do for my customers. You want to, here, here it is. You want to do it for your customers. And now we could all be cross refers. We've talked about that before in the past. Same thing with a lawn service and a roofer, the pressure washer guys, they can all team up and offer each other's complimentary services. I think I gave the example, I was working with a pressure washer guy who would, who would get a free uh, uh, landscape job done and a free uh, gutter removal because he was using those guys for free. So when he's offering his service as a pressure washer, he's adding value. And he sold it to the landscape guys. Hey, I'm going to get you, you're going to have to do it for free, but it's getting you in front of a, a qualified prospect. Same thing with the gutter guy. Hey, I'm getting you in front of a qualified prospect. You do the gutters for free. Maybe there's some roof damage, or maybe the next time they'll pay you to do the gutters. And you know, the thing here, you started with a financial advisor. And yep. this, what's important here to understand this is that um, financial advisors are everywhere. And so what that, that, particular person made himself stand out using reciprocity, which is uh, um, Robert uh, Cialdini, the psychology of influence. Mm -hmm. but, um, but he stood out. He stands out as a financial advisor, so he's not stuck like begging for the lowest price. In, in that industry, what, what's the lowest price? Well, it's really the people with small portfolios. 
Because if you want to get paid low, take on clients that have $25,000 net worth and you'll get paid low. And, that, and you could take on a lot of them and do huge volume, but that just makes, it's like a lot of work. You want to have bigger clients. And so how are you going to get bigger clients? You've got to have this value added strategy that makes you stand out from the, from the competition. And that's exactly what you're describing there. Gift basket for the neighbors, but then reciprocity happens. And now they're like, hey, um, you might want to go check out. Oh, yeah. So he had two other examples. I'm just going to share those and we'll figure out where they fit in our idea, which was, so he would look for um, complimentary businesses. So, so for like, oh, Girl Scout cookies. So like he bought just, you know, got a local Girl Scout and bought just dozens and dozens of Girl Scout cookies. And then when you came in to see him, he'd have, you know, four boxes and you get to choose one of them. Hey, you know, thanks for coming in today. Here's a girl, you know, Girl Scout cookies. We're just supporting our local Girl Scout. Choose one, right? Doesn't sound like much, but he's making himself look great in the community with this Girl Scout. And, and actually the, the clients are making him look good. Oh, he supports the community. He buys Girl Scout cookies. I'll, you know, I'll take my free dozen. Does the same thing with like a pie company during the holidays. Hey, come in. I got this pie lady down the street. She's awesome. If you ever need some pies for the holidays, this is your lady. But I got a pie for you for coming in for my meeting today. Here's a pie. So he would kind of feature local bakeries, right, as a source. And then here's the coolest thing. I never heard of this, and, and this is the coolest thing. And you can do this in a small town. I, don't, I can't do this in Atlanta. I don't know uh, if Jacksonville. He, he ended up moving to his own office, and he, and he bought like kind of a warehouse, let's call it. And, and the warehouse was he put his office in the front, and he left the, uh, the warehouse part. He turned into kind of a um, reception hall, a little stage, a little seating area and stuff. And then he would rent it out for free to the community. Right, so the local Kiwanis Club started meeting there. The Rotary Club started meeting there. People had wedding receptions there. They had, you know, community meetings there, right? And so all of a sudden, he was establishing uh, his office in the front, and it was the, you know, Jones Community Center, right? The, the Jones Office Building, whatever his name was, right? And then his office is up front, but in the back is the uh, uh, reception hall, and you could have local chamber meetings. Kiwanis meetings, rotary meetings, wedding receptions there. And then all of a sudden he became a beacon of this small town that is, as long as you clean it up, it's free. As long as you don't tear it up, it's free. So he would rent it quote unquote for free. In a sense that's value added. That's also a more of a, you know, establishing himself as a beacon for the community. I thought that was genius. It's both, it's giant value add because if somebody, is it on the fence about like financial services? Who do you think they're going to go ask their questions to? <laughs> Who's the, the first person they call? The beacon right. in the community, right? So um, this is tremendous value add. So instead of, I mean, basically, um, instead of just paying rent, he paid arguably more rent or a bigger payment, yeah. but yet yeah. utilize that uh, to his advantage. Great value add. Um, and that, that's off, offering convenient services. Um, I think at some some places you go into and then they'll have homemade cupcakes or something on the counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. Um, some places do that all the time. Um, really? I mean, yeah. like our church. Well, Mrs. Fields, a cookie. What's the uh, Double Tree Hotel has free chocolate chip cookies? Uh, right? Yeah, there you the, go. Uh, Otis uh, Spunkmeyer. I love those. But oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So they actually have to pay for those and then they bake them fresh in there. But the point is, um, you know, like our church, you come in, you get free coffee, uh, free tea, if you know, and They've got an area where they sell the latte and all that stuff, you know, but they're right. not doing it to make money. They're doing it as a service 
as to their members and that that makes that's the value add i mean even the church i mean i don't want to call the church a business but yet people people will stay with a business because of these other convenient services and these these complimentary things that you do so i mean that's right, right. so we talked about uh, package. I got last two real quick uh, packages and bundles, and that's what we talking about. You're trying to make it apples to oranges. So not only do we do do this, but we we add that to it. Not only do we sell you this product, we teach you how to use this product. Uh, well, so it'd be like I think there's a uh, Home Depot design center up the way, and or there's a cabinet company, kitchen cabinet company. We'll do the free kitchen design if you buy the cabinets from us, right? So that the value added is the service, the kitchen designer. And the product they're selling is the kitchen cabinet. So they're, they're tying those two together as an example of packaging and bundling. Uh, offering customer loyalty program. We've talked about this. A little different than discounts. It's more like, you know, seven haircuts, your, your, your next one is free, right? Or, or you could do like little points, which end up being a loyalty program with the every haircut is 10 points. And when you get to 70 points, you get a free haircut or get to buy some sort of hair products you know, dollars, they could be uh, store dollars, right? So these are three different types of loyalty programs for frequency and try to get them to, to come back on a more uh, more often basis and um, get them to use it more often or refer, you know, have a referral, you get a, you know, click, you know, uh, there's a, uh, so a haircut place could be, you know, you get seven, you get a free, but if you send me a referral, I'll give you two clicks, right? So now you get, get there faster. But be, real, be careful with customer loyalty programs in that when I say be careful, be creative with your customer yeah, loyalty yeah. program. Because I'll, I'll give you, I'm going to use uh, Winn-Dixie, which is now owned by Bilo as an example. You know, they've got, they got a customer loyalty program, but they found that like people didn't want to sign up because it didn't offer anything special. Right. Um, so, but then they started offering really good prices. And if you weren't a loyalty customer and you're going to pay the higher price in the store, well, then they, there's a reason for it. Now, Remember, grocery is very um, price-based. Uh, but yes. no matter what your business is, if you're going to offer some kind of customer loyalty program, make sure it's unique and unique to your business that has your customers in mind. Not, not how you can get more business out of it. Make it yeah. something that, that, that can bring more business, of course. But make it something that's unique so that your customer experience is different because it's value-added. And you yes. want to you want to stand alone. You don't want to look like everyone else's customer loyalty program. Like like I remember American Express um, and Delta. They partnered with the, the the Sky Miles, and then before long, everybody was in a Sky Miles room, and you right. couldn't even get a drink in there because the place was so crowded. And if it's if it's not exclusive in some way, shape, or form, if everybody has access, then it's not exclusive. So. You know, exclusive. Yeah, be, be creative. It, you, you make a great point. Be creative. But but and I wouldn't even mention this. But here's what I would say. So we just gave you five different ways: feature your expertise, offer convenient services, establish complementary partnerships, package and bundles, offering customer loyalty programs. A great way to start is just brainstorm session with with your staff, with your employees, because what really matters is the perception. What is the perceived value from your customers, right? And so those people, your employees, your team members are on the front line and they're going to have a great sense of, well, you know what, Dave would really like this and Mrs. Smith would really appreciate something like this. So a brainstorming session, we just were kind of give you five ideas, five guidelines, but there's, there's numerous ways to do it. But I would start with a brainstorm with your own team members, with your own employees who are on the front line and say, what would be perceived as valuable to my clients, to my customer base?
one of the things about that, I would say, this is one of the perfect times to say, uh, do that same brainstorm session with your mastermind group because your employees may not give you the same feedback that a mastermind group would. So have that brainstorming session with your, with your team, but then bring that brainstorming session to a mastermind group where they're going to be more, uh, maybe look with a little deeper. Uh, yeah, I've been there, done that. That's what you pay. That's what the mastermind's for. Everybody's had some sort of experience like this. In your, yeah. In your... So a mastermind group is a great place to have those kind of conversations because they've all, you know, everybody's growing. Yeah, a business. Here's what worked for me. Here's a blow other program. I work. Here's a bundling product. I work. Here's a JV that, that I've tried. Right. Precisely. Um, that's exactly right. And that's what, so Dave and I have our mastermind group. So if you're interested in that, that's Matt at profitabilitymd.com or Dave at profitabilitymd.com. We got a mastermind group that, that that's what we're trying to do in here is trying to figure out and add value to companies, how these each business can add their own value added package to stand out from the crowd, right? Because eventually, again, you started this out as a service or a product to meet demand. Eventually the demand slows down and or competition emerges. So now it's how do we differentiate ourselves? So doing some value added stuff is how you can differentiate your product, your service. You're trying to make it uh, apples to oranges comparison, trying to make it different, right? Um, ours is, so we can help any business owner find 50, 75, $100,000 in their business without spending a dollar more on marketing or advertising. We call that our profit acceleration session. If you'd like a profit acceleration session, reach out to Matt at profitabilitymd.com, Dave at profitabilitymd.com. We can schedule a profitability acceleration session for you and find you your 50, 75, $100,000. That's our irresistible offer. That's our value added to start with is, hey, we're going to show you the money before you even work with us, right? We always talk about you need three things to be successful. You need commitment, you need a roadmap, and you need support system, right? Dave and I've got two out of the three. We got the mastermind group as a support system, and we got our coaching as the roadmap. And we just need your commitment to be successful. You just got to be committed to be successful. These are the kind of things we talk about in our mastermind group yep. that we talk about how to add value, how to stand out from the crowd, how to bring on new customers by adding value to the relationship, right? We're not in the commoditized business. We don't want you to be in the commoditized business. Everybody has the ability to add value. Everybody has the ability to stand out from the crowd. You just got to give it a little thought and a little strategy behind it. Good talk today, Matt. This was fun, man. All right. Have a great afternoon. See you.